You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the weekly review show here on the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast. I'm here with my man, Luke Hollywood. What up, Lou? What up, Jim? What up? Oh, my goodness, Luke. You are the joke. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Hey, everybody. We have a streamlined podcast for you this week. We're not done recording, obviously. We're just starting, Luke. But I'm saying that it might be a little... More manageable speedy. than some of them Going to be speedy and so we'll get right into this And tell you before anything else Go over to the Twitters At the Weird Manga And follow us, we'll follow you back Also go over to the Instagrams At Weird Science Manga And check out our stuff there And then if you enjoy what you hear And want more and want to support us For everything we do here Go to our Patreon, patreon.com manga, Where you can get Early access to a bunch of the Manga Monday shows and also get the exclusive picks of the week show where we end up talking about three books that aren't on the regular show. They're exclusive to that. And this week's books uh, were PP, 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 something that me and you really enjoy. Mm, Doron, Doron, and Mashal, Magic and Muscles. So the chapters of those this week are exclusive on the Patreon. You can go and listen to that show at patreon.com. Slash weird science manga, but we're gonna kick it in. No kick messing. it in the high gear. Ooh. I told you right now. I have to go to the bathroom, and I said, "No, we're, we're starting. We're on the clock, and it's, it's, a, it's a messy clock." <laughs> I don't plan to be Mister P Pants, but if I am, no. that's what it is. Then I'm a it gem. I mean, is. if I am Mister P Pants, I am a gem. But what are we starting with? We have the Dad Dance Chapter Forty Eight. That UFO is awesome. The Millennium Falcons. Yeah, it is. That UFO is awesome. We end up having the UFO that showed up, and we find out that it ends up being Chiquita, oh. the the cute as a button son <laughs> of the shrimp the guy, the shrimp. crab guy. We always wonder what his deal is, but it is his son that he ended up being able to help because of. You know the Momo and the crew, so he ends up way way back. It is way back, and this again we had last chapter where everybody showed up out of nowhere. This is another part of that where all the characters really are kicking in here, which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool because yeah, he comes in and he has like a levitation type ray that he's able to use, and it's definitely the Millennium Falcon with a couple alterations, but he ends up having this, you know. A a ray that can then control things And he's using that to control The giant worm part That's shooting out The goo And that is pretty much well explained In this It's not just water that's been It's the goo Of the the phlegm And that actually is the savior Of a lot of characters as we'll see But as we go through here We have a couple funny things Sexy Granny is here uh, Momo's Granny And she's yelling at Karate Kid because he let things get out of hand here and he was supposed to watch things. He ends up throwing it back at Granny and says, Whoa, 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 you really didn't tell me clearly what the instructions were. I could were. see that. I could see how that would happen. And she ends up like, All right, not bad. Like she You've changes like there. So then you have Taro, who is the running guy, who does look like a You know, one of those statues that you Mm. have the anatomy mannequins Mm -hmm. that you have in like a science class and and really is and says, because 
they don't spell I wish that they would have spelled this out a little bit more, though we know Gigi's inside of him. Inside of him. He ended up coming apart, enveloping Gigi to make it so that he can't attack anybody, hopefully also to cure him of the third eye nonsense that he has right now. The problem is there's no room for his organs now. And again, <laughs> this is like that sort. They're not playing this as a living guy. He really is a mannequin, like the science, because mm. he's just holding the, the things. And I, one of my classes in high school, we had one of these things that they wheeled in. And yeah, you could end up and they'd hand you the intestines, things like that. So when you have that funny thing where he says, where am I supposed to do, do my organs? What am I supposed to do? And, and Granny says, put him in a grocery bag or something. <laughs> Boom, done. I mean, there's a lot of things in this, like, solve. But then Sexy Granny says, hey, Mama, where's Four Eyes and the cat? She doesn't even know their names. And uh, they're like, oh, my God, this is the thing. Where is Momo? He disappeared. And she is there running full speed with Crab Man, with, with crab man to go to where they had left, you know, Okaron in that hole. But it seems to be ma- Magma is in there. And this is where... Again, there are times when sometimes the black and white art doesn't play out as much, especially yeah, especially when you're doing the flam of flam. the worm and you're doing all these things going on where this would have been a really cool color page where you would have seen this as magma and just red and, and all that. But it seems like Okaron might be dead. You know, there's no way they say oh. there's no way that he could have survived this. So with that, she says, I'm jumping in. I'm going to go for it. Uh, you know, I'm going to try. And they're like, no, 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 don't waste your time. They, and you end up having little boy shrimp come in the Millennium Falcon and even says, listen, there's no need for you to go in, you know, and don't die for nothing. And she's mad about that. She even says, what do you mean by that? And No, no, no. What he's going to do is he's going to pull out something in there and try to pull out what might be Ocaron. And again, I wish this was color because the art's great though it really is it always, always is. is they pull out this huge just glop of things and then land and lay it down this isn't you know right it actually is the spooge formed around and they open it up like a cocoon and By it's weird solidified you end up momo says it's not hot but she's touches it with her bare hands yeah and she yeah. opens it up and there is magma but when they open it up it's like a cocoon and inside mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a cute little deal Okaron is there hugging Turbo Granny Aww. inside, and he ends up waking up and says, uh, you know, I had faith in you that you'd come back. She's crying. Everybody's, I like that. Turbo Granny then gets pissed and starts <laughs> screaming, it's hot, 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 damn it, and starts yelling and runs away. I like the look of, I w- it really reminds me of the movie Ted, where Ted, like, runs there. It'd be so cool to see him run away, or her. And, uh, yeah, this whole thing is what's going to go on. Turbo Granny ended up, if I didn't, he says, if I didn't go to help Turbo Granny, I might be dead because where they went into the room, it had the, the phlegm around the it. Sticky and it the magma then went around it to make that kind of rock type deal that they were able to survive in. But the big thing is, where's Gigi, Okaron? Where's Gigi? I tried to save my couldn't. And yeah, so they say, he, we got him, but. You know, we have to try to figure out what's going on with his powers and things like that. You end up having Okron get out and he trips and then kind of just, I mean, the idea is he's like, ah, he goes and he hugs Momo. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I am. And she hugs him and like hugs him back. And and she says, I'm the one who's sorry. I told you I'd save you, but I couldn't do anything. 
thank goodness you're alive, Millennium Falcons leaving and they're waving. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I mean, it's a quick chapter. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot going. I mean, really, some things are just like boom, 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 boom. I think Karate Kid's out now. We yeah. thought maybe he'd be in. The only way in would be for her. But again, what I like about this chapter is that we have some callbacks from way, way back. So I'm sure we'll see him down the line. He's going to get called back eventually. It's cool. I, I like Running Man, Taro. He he was my favorite. Where I put my orchids. Oh, I'm going to put, eh, put in a trash bag. But uh, yeah, so with that, they still have to, or we have to see what happens with Gigi. Mm-hmm. Better save him because we're, there's no Gigi now. We haven't had a proper Gigi in a long, long time. No Gigi, no Luke and Jim. Yeah, really. We're out. I mean, even when they add Gigi where he's running around doing bad stuff, you still end up having a couple little bits of flashbacks of the worms come out here. But it wasn't Gigi. I need Gigi. And I'm telling you, the idea where he comes out of Taro and if he's going to come out posing, like he's never posed before. (laughs) And I think that he'll end up you know, kind of like, oh, is he going to be different? Is he going to be... Th-? I think he's just right back to the regular Juju who does mm. like to be a little brash to cover the idea that he, you know, is shy at points and, and doesn't know what to do. But like you said, we, we have a, a lot of other characters, too, that we can get back to. They got to get back to their house. They mm. got to get Gigi back. And then where's Bubblicious? Because Bubblicious has not been in the book for quite some... Bubblicious should have shown up in this. Bubblicious should have shown up with Granny. And that was the ticket in. When Granny shows up, she could have mm. went and got her just in case they needed it. But what do you give this? I like it. It's quick, like we were saying, and like a lot of things are resolved. But that's what we were looking for because we were kind of spinning wheels a little bit. So I don't mind even that. Like Karate Kid done, crabs done, and like now we got Uncle Rune and we can head home. So I'm happy with all that. I'm gonna go eight point five. I'm gonna go eight point five as well. And yeah, crab dad and and kid. Great. They're they're gems. They really are. But you don't need them to hang too long, right? And Taro, I really do like, but he's just there to hold in Gigi. So he's going to be there, obviously. But you just need the three characters back. Mm -hmm. We got Granny here. So let's get back. Turbo Granny was pretty funny. Uh, That was cool. She just runs away. So I did like that. But what is next? Next up, we have the A Catchy Triangles with a sus title page. Chapter 83. Present for Rochka. Anytime Rochka shows up, I, I get worried. It's troubles. I mean, you can't. You see Rochka, <laughs> just stop reading on the bus. And this isn't even a like. This isn't a proper Rochka chapter. This is more of a, a Nino Kuru chapter out of nowhere. Oh my! I goodness. don't. I don't mind because we at one point we kind of left him behind a little. Now he's coming back. Back here. in. And so you end up where you see again, recognize or at least remind you that his family has this takeout business deal. He is delivering. He trips and falls. It's just because he is distracted. He, he, cannot, get, he cannot get over Matsuri as a girl. Pretty this girl. is on his mind. He cannot do anything about it. He ends up getting yelled at by his family. He feels bad. So with that, Poe, his bird is trying to figure out why and what and how. And it's like, come on, you know, poor master. He's not used to the girls. And he was real close with the Matsuri. So he needs to figure out what they can do. They run into Rochka, who is just walking around melding. melding. And uh, again, they they spell it out in this, but Rochka's not so smart. She, she hasn't been. I mean, she's... But she's just a kid, you and know? She's a kid, but also I get the idea because she really is like the daughter of Santa. Mm. And 
I think that she's like a princess and she just doesn't need to think about things. She's just doing her thing. But she's not used to this. She's not used to being in the heat. So she's walking around because she's from Russia and she's kind of an ice-based deal. She's mm. melting. And again, Ninokoro comes in. Bit of a gem. He, he is a gem because she yeah. is there. And he actually at one point says, we don't have to deal with this nonsense. <laughs> like, this isn't our thing. We, we go on missions. But then ends up giving her a popsicle. She says, I want a popsicle. He gives it to her and then says, "What?" Well, I'd like to that he's actually feeding her. Like he's holding the popsicle and she's eating it. And she's like, oh, my God, this is good. And he says, why don't you just envelope yourself in cold air? You can do that, right? She's like, oh, my God, I can. You're so smart. Does a John Travolta Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Fever move? Boom. And like, oh, my God, you were so nice and you were so cool. Like, oh, she's not so smart. (laughs) That's what Paul ends up saying. But they start walking and talking about things, about how nice he is, all these things to lead to, you know, Matsuri and things like that with the idea where she says, I'm going to grant you a wish. Again, they set up the idea she's like Santa's daughter. Mm-hmm. So her wishes are or her her gifts are wrapped up. But it is one of those things. He opens this up and he can get anything he wished for. It's the it's her ultimate jutsu. And he does get this, opens it up. Now, the play here, what is it going to be? Is he going to want to be, you know, boyfriend to Matsuri? Oh. Is it going to be that Matsuri turns back into a boy? Is what I thought it was going to be, and you'd get Maybe. that for a little. But what he ends up wishing for is that he doesn't get so crazy around Matsuri. He he's not distracted with her though, and he doesn't get excited. So he ends up going and like, hey, let's train Matsuri. Oh, really? Yeah, get your swimsuit on. We're going to swim, and it's like he's really testing this out. Like, this is on hard mode already. Like, jeez. Matsuri gets this on, and like, how much more are you going to pose there, Matsuri? I mean, really, the chest is out and Stretches. all that. Speaking of, though, Minokuro, he built pretty well. I, I mean, this guy him. has a body I on him. Like, hey, look at him. And so, with that Rochka and Power watching, and they're like, oh my God, he's not even looking at, at Matsuri. He's not distracted. They end up swimming, and you do end up having. Minokura wins he, he goes oh man that's great You're better oh we do this Poe takes it too far I'm like what was this bird thinking hey, this It was going great <laughs> until he came in Poe ends up deciding that he's got to Test the limits <laughs> and, and flies down gra- Grabs the back Of sexual assault Suri's bathing suit It's like the copper tone dog here the, that, that dog's been cancelled Ends up pulling down the bathing Boobs exposed. Like, Uh-oh. hey, master, look at this, and and the, bo- <laughs> the boobs are just out. I mean, again, this actually this is better sus moment than say just random panty shot because mm. the panty shots don't need to. This is part of the story, at least, mm. right? It's still over the top, but and I like. And of course, like, well, looks like my rival is a bit exposed. So <laughs> what? I'm like, oh my god. It worked. Master's overcome his weakness. This is the best, whatever. And then you end up. Matsuri seems like he's a little it's upset like, about game this. On. Yeah, Let's like, go. What happened? Did I lose my appeal here? And so all this is going on as Tim Roach is just sitting there, like, maybe I should have told him that this thing wears off. <laughs> like, my dad, Santa, he does things really good, actually, grandfather. It says he does things good, but. You know, I'm not as good as that. So over time, this whole thing will go away. It's not permanent. But you're hoping, I think Poe's hoping that maybe this is the lesson that'll learn. 
and then take that for when it... And then he's not even going to notice when it wears off. Seriously. They end up where now it's game on with Matsuri. (laughs) At the worst time. It's wearing off, this whole deal. And then Matsuri goes over and grabs Ninokoro's arm, places it right between her two boobs. And Don't it's like, do that. how about this big boy? I'm like, what are you doing, Matsuri? Why are you doing this? <laughs> There's no reason for Matsuri to do this. And I do like the end, though, where you end up looking. Looks like Tinakoru was passed out in the pool. He's dead. Uh, everybody's yelling. Poe's crying. And then out of nowhere. The Sixth Sense Sus Radar. Is this the Sixth Sense Radar? Or can you play it that this was all a dream? <laughs> Because I think it could be like it could I, be. I don't think we'll ever have any like there's no reference to this later. Like you know no. what I mean? Next is just, so you could play it off that he actually is dreaming this and wakes up and I love that he yells out how shameless at the top of his lungs and there there's Suzu who's doing something sus on the computer <laughs> who's trying to slam it down, going, I was looking up tasty dessert images, I swear. So the end. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. I, I like this chapter a lot just as a, hey, let's just have some fun in between. Mm-hmm. Now, we do need to get back to something bigger, but I don't mind this. It, it was just pure out. This is one of those that you might not get the characters or understand the full concept. Uh, but if you just know that Matt Suri is a boy who's now in the gender swap girl deal mm-hmm. and... Ninokoro can't keep himself from being shit. You, you could read this as just a, a this jokey is one of the ones type like, of deal. You can just jump on wherever. Yeah, it's book. pretty good with this one. So I did like it. What would you give it? I would go pretty. I thought it was going to be one of those chapters when I saw the, the title page, and then to have the Ninokoro twist, and we hardly ever get a Ninokoro chapter. So I will go high. I will go eight point eight. I'm going nine. I, I, I love this book, but I I do like Ninokoro, and I like. I love that idea that he is, it's such a good play that he's rivals with Matsuri, but then he likes Matsuri as a girl, but then at one point he didn't because she was too girly girly, and then, like, he's all over the place, he is a wreck. Well, even Matsuri here, like, Matsuri going game on, what the heck? I'm saying it, it almost feels like it's not real when you actually wake up like the deal, but who knows, it's it's hilarious to me. I thought it was really funny, and and the art's always good in this, and it's just you get that character work that I do mm. like, but we'll move on to the last bit of this first half. What is that? Last up, we have the Ayashimans, chapter 15, always having a blast. Yep. Yeah. And so we end up having a big 10 chapter here. And I would have normally, I'm telling you, five, six chapters ago, I would have said nonsense. I, I don't need more of 10. He's turning but into the sleeper 10 hit. is the sleeper hit. He is the gem that keeps giving uh, because. He does go through, and, and what better way to do it than he just thinks that, you know, big sis and big bro, they're, they're the greatest. You know, mm-hmm. oh, my God, they're so great. So he is facing off against this big biker guy who basically says nobody's afraid of you. And and it's funny, too, because I forgot that he was a Tenzurishi, which gives him the name Ten. I, I forgot all about that. So when you end up having you're just one of those, OK, that end up going through. You know, ceilings. You're not scary. You know, the idea of these whole deal, the Ashimons are supposed to be scary, and he's not, which then triggers Flashback City, oh. which you get the feels where his feels. his granny ends up and even ends up mentioning his granny is the one that would knock on doors and if you answered you'd have, you know, bad luck that night, you'd feel ill and stuff like that. It's funny because 
there was uh, recently a deal with that concept over at DC with one of the anthology books that Eric is kind of into this whole deal. But it's funny where you do have the granny say, and she's fading because people are, and it plays off that whole idea. They have to be scary and people have to be scared or they disappear. Everybody on their internets and the phones. They don't care about the knockings. So the knockings ain't working. She's fading, but also she doesn't want that to happen to 10. So she says, listen, in this town, nobody's scared of a guy going through, you know, the ceiling. We got the light bulbs. It's funny. You see 10 coming through the ceiling and this guy's just watching TV. He ain't paying (laughs) attention. So she says, go to the city and just try to make a living. Like, stop this nonsense. Nothing's working. Go to the city to try to make a living. And that's how you see the origin of how he got involved, how he got into that whole deal with these other Ayashiman. Remember, mm-hmm. he was like that idea where when they first went and found him, he was part of a crew that were like telemarketers. Remember when we were laughing at that phones. idea? And so you see that when he even went there, they were mean to him. You're not scary. You know, until you can scare somebody, get on the phones. So you see all that going and, and he keep he's getting more and more mad. Because you end up having this guy saying, and by the way, you know, the guy and girl, big sis, big bro, they're, they're nonsense too. It could be anything to deal with you. Oh, don't diss the family. Yeah, he gets mad and says, that's not the case. That is not the case. And then the ghost to him describes the characters again. This is not a bad jumping on point. If you haven't been reading, I just wanted to jump on because there's a description of Maru at least. So you see, he's in a manga and he keeps trying and he's doing the funs and the laughings. And Big Sis, she's good too, but it's more about her role. So you end up where you see some crazy things that he's doing. But all of this comes down to Ten using his ability in a way that he can help. And he can be scary because... Pretty smart. Yeah, not only can he phase through ceilings. And again, this is the idea of this is so funny that he doesn't just phase through walls. It has to be like ceilings. (laughs) So weird. But he ends up grabbing all this motorcycle gang's bikes the motorcycles and phasing them into you know the the walls the ceilings that he's coming through there just to set up where this big guy who is talking crap on him he ends up just showering them with these bikes these motorcycles 100 100 bikes motor i want to say bicycles but 100 motorcycles just falling on this guy and then he yells out hey that's what you get 100 motorcycles crashing down on you and that's how I'm going to get you to fear me. Ooh. All right. I don't know how much he's afraid, I guess, of being. I think he's knocked out. I think the other guys are afraid their motorcycles are going to be hurt because he did yeah, end up. Surely they're in more danger now because all the biker boys without the bikes, they're not going to be happy. This is like Pee Wee Herman knocking over the whole row of motorcycles. They ain't going to be happy. Uh, but it's it's a quick chapter. Ten is is a gem as he is uh, for the most and part. Gem. He is. And, but I don't know. I need to. Kind of get things rolling with the motorcycle gang. I think we we have another chapter with Maru versus Cotton. Cotton, yeah. Uh, the speedy cloth man, and uh, and and then we're, we have to be done this biker boys. This does break it up a little because really mm. we kind of know what's going to happen with Cotton and Maru. They're just going to end up. Man, You're pretty you, tough. You kid. got some moxie. It happens all the time already. Of <laughs> this, so it, it reminds me a lot of Mashal. We kind of know the formula. Break it up a little here with 10. Pretty cool. And we yeah. see where he came from, how he ended up being a telemarketer. Now mm-hmm. he does. And, and it, it, it reinforces the idea that he really wants a family. 
and he's finding it here. Why he keeps saying big bro, big sis, and things. Mm-hmm. It's a family to him. And they treat him well as well. Compared to what he used to be treated as. I know, you know seriously. Way better. Bad, but that, uh, what would you give it? I'm going to go 8 out of 10. It was a 10 spotlight. And it's funny, when we first had like 10 join the crew, I was like, I don't know about this 10. He seems a bit so sad. Now he's like, good, right? Now he is like a one number one star member of the team. Yeah, I like it. So I'm, I'm going to go 8. I'm going to go nice. 8 out of 10. I do like the deal. The art's pretty good, as it always is. And yeah, you're getting some character work and some origins. But that's the end of the first section. We're going to go off now. And yeah, we'll end the podcast with three more books, including Luke Hollywood's section. You oh, have to stay tuned. Over, Only one book, though. Only one, but we'll be back in a sec. Greetings, manga fans. Jason here with this week's Anime Corner. Today's show is a classic teen sitcom featuring all sorts of shenanigans, both in school and school adjacent. It also features a character who has come to exemplify one of the major anime character archetypes. The show is Toradora. The character is Isaka Taiga, and the archetype is the ever-popular Tsundere. Toradora is fundamentally the story of the relationship between two main characters, second-year high school classmates Ryuji and Taiga. Ryuji is a fairly average, quiet teenage boy. He lives with a single mother, does all the cooking and cleaning, and is by far the more responsible member of the household. The characteristic that causes him the most trouble is his appearance. He's not unattractive, he's just inherited his 'er ne'er-do-well father's gangster looks, especially around the eyes. People take one look at him and assume he's a dangerous delinquent, even though in truth he's entirely harmless. Taiga, on the other hand, is a school celebrity. Everyone knows her, and she dominates whatever room she walks into. Even the teachers find her intimidating. She's beautiful, rich, short, standing only four foot seven, and presents as generally very, very angry pretty much all the time. Being so tiny and so aggressive has earned her the nickname Palm Top Tiger. Having grudges against both her parents, she lives entirely on her own in the luxury apartments directly adjacent to Ryuji's much more humble dwelling. Also, Taiga is a tsundere. Tsundere is a portmanteau of two Japanese terms. Tsun-tsun, meaning to turn away in disgust or anger, and dere dere, meaning to show affection. Put those together, you get tsundere. And if you look up tsundere on the dere types wiki, which of course is something that exists, you will literally see a picture of tiger gracing the top of that august page. The classic, old-fashioned tsundere character would only shift once, starting off as cold and unfeeling, only to eventually reveal a tender, loving heart. Taiga, though, is an exemplar of the more modern version of a tsundere, one who can flip rapidly back and forth between tsun and dere modes over and over. When she's cute, she's super cute. But when she's angry, you better take cover. The inciting incident of the show involves Ryuji accidentally finding out that Taiga has a crush on his best friend, Kitamura. She is mightily embarrassed about this, so to make her feel better, Ryuji admits that he himself has had a long, painful crush on Taiga's best friend, Minori. Taiga hatches a plan. They'll be each other's wingman. Ryuji will help Taiga win Kitamura's affection, and, in turn, Taiga will do her best to help Ryuji make time with Nori. Ryuji isn't so sure about this plan, but, falling under the weight of Taiga's massive personality, he agrees to play along. As part of their plotting, Taiga ends up spending lots of time with Ryuji and his mother, eventually eating nearly all her dinners and breakfasts there. The supporting characters really help to flesh out this world as well. Ryuji's mother is Yasuko. She works nights at a hostess bar and is a bit of a never-grown-up party girl. She didn't graduate high school and is proud that her son is doing so much better academically than she ever could. Ryuji's crush is Minori. She's a bubbly, positive, energetic girl who is captain of the girls' softball team and also holds down multiple part-time jobs. 
She initially comes across as a bit of an airhead, but reveals hidden depths as the series progresses. Tiger's crush is Kitamura. He's an all-around overachiever. Good grades, vice president of the student council, and captain of the boys' softball team. He's also completely oblivious to how popular he is with the ladies, especially Taiga. Our final major supporting character is Kawashima, a transfer student. She's a childhood friend of Kitamura and also a professional model. Dropping her into this mix of characters throws a wrench into all of the developing relationships. She originally comes across as kind of a villain, but as her character slowly reveals herself, we learn that she just sees their worlds from a different, possibly more mature perspective. Now, anyone who's ever read a manga or watched a TV show can probably already predict how this is going to turn out, and who, at the end of the day, will end up with whom. But as always, the story is about the journey, not just the destination. And the journey is great fun. The emotions on display are raw and heightened. They're not exactly realistic, but they're realistic to the way we all felt when we were teenagers. As grown-ups, we recognize the dumb mistakes that the characters are making, but we also root for them because we remember making those same kinds of dumb mistakes, and we miss those days, possibly even more than we cringe looking back at them. The final few episodes are controversial within the Torador fandom. They compress several volumes of the original light novels into just a few episodes of screen time. Personally, I don't think they're the strongest parts of the story, but they don't ruin it for me either. I'll close with one more admission. Instead of reading the subtitles, I watched this show, then on Funimation, now on Crunchyroll, dubbed into English. Yes, I know this will horrify some anime purists, but as rewarding as it can be to hear the original voice actors speaking the original Japanese words, sometimes I don't want to work so hard. Sometimes I want to have a show on while I eat lunch or fold laundry, and I don't want to have to keep rewinding if I look away for a moment and miss the translation of a key bit of dialogue. And a light-hearted rom-com like Torador works perfectly well as a dub. So it's up to you. Sub or dub, both are available. But if you still have a flicker of a memory of what it felt like to be a teenager with a hopeless crush, give Torador a shot. I think you'll like it. And, as always, if there are other shows, new or old, that you'd like me to check out, please email or tweet at the usual places, and I'll be sure to have a look. Now, back to Luke and Jim and the pictures that don't even fall in love. All right, we're back, Luke, and as I said, the Luke Hollywood spotlight here, but here we go. Not, not a lot of pages or chapters because no, no Jujutsu Kaisen this week, and uh, the My Hero, a little bit of a condensed one, so mm-hmm. take it away, Luke. We have the My Hero Academia's chapter 347, Inflation. That's not what this chapter is, uh, but we do continue in with Han City, happening here as Shiggy is going with the crazy fingers and just absolutely wrecking the gap. It's all over the shop. What the hell is this creepy nonsense is what they're know. saying. <laughs> I'm saying it too. We can't say that. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. We know Horikoshi does like drawing the hands, but this is, I think this is a bit extreme here. But we do see that this is not part of Shigaraki's crazy quirks. This is just, apparently, this is just the way his body is now. He can just make Han City whatever he wants because we do see Phantom Thief is still working with the erasure. He still has the crazy hair and the crazy eyes. I do like the whole time whenever Monomus shows up, he's the Phantom Thief. And like there's a little a little editor's note saying that this is Monomus because he usually doesn't have the hair up looking like that. So if you're already new, you could maybe get mixed up. But as Shigaraki explains very helpfully, uh, this is just the way his body has evolved because the bodies are always evolving to take the quirks, you know, like the extra bone in the pinky toes that Midoriya didn't have back in mm-hmm. the day. Yep. But the bodies are always evolving, and now this is just his new final form finger edition, and it's going to be bad news for all the heroes. 
we do see the pros are going up against it. Mirko, I did like, she gets like, her. we did see her hand and her leg had some problems when she got hit by this finger wave. So she gets some free upgrades out of the grass. The little generator pops up and shoots her a new arm and a new leg. And then they're getting regrouped and refocused. They're all trying to team up. We do see Mirko and Back go. Dynamite getting in together, uh, which is nice because those are two fiery personalities. So they're shouting and roaring at each other. And we do see that Genus, best Genus, who would be the top ranker here. He would be the leader. He's trying to get a hold of the situation and get everybody in charge. We do see as well that Aizawa, who is also doing his erasure technique, he gets on the phone to Midoriya trying to figure out what Midoriya is doing. And Midoriya is in the wrong place, so he's looking for a warp to use Phantom Thief's warp gate ability. But that's not going to work because, and I do like this, this is how they figured out just how much of a sticky situation that they are in right now. Because even if they have the erasure working on Shiggy and he's not using any of his quirks because he is handsy the whole place as we do see there's just fingers all over the shop in this little arena that they've all like it's all enclosed so he's basically filled up the whole arena with hands if he's able to activate his decay quirk which he does by touching things if he's able to touch everything it's instant game over they are done as soon as he can activate the quirk so Monoma and Shig and uh, Aizawa have to be on point with the racer the whole time. So they can't afford to let up and use the warp gate quirk for even a second. Because as soon as they do that, it's game over for everybody locked in here with Shiggy. But I do like, we do see the heroes. They're like, okay, well then Majority's just going to have to make it over himself. He's going to have to get the bus or something. And then we're all just going to have to handle things ourselves. And they all say, hell yeah. And they look very cool. And then we move on. We go to Okuto Island, which is where the other uh, showdowns taking place. And then we, I like we, we always get the like little brochure for this place. Oh, yeah. so it's, a, it's a quaint little spot. Nice views of the ocean. Turns out it's all run by Gang Orca. It's a Gang Orca joint, and we do see he is kind of leading the charge here. He is another one, another one of the top heroes, uh, and he and his gang boys, all his little cronies are taking out all the baddies. We do see there's a couple of the prisoners here. I think we do see Moonfish. He's the guy with the big teeth that That's he has Sam. flesh. Uh, he shows up out of nowhere, looking gnarly. And they're all fighting. And nice to see some of the uh, Froppy uh, and a few of the other guys showing up as well. So that was nice. But really, the main thing here is that it's all Urrak and Deku uh, and Toga showing up out of the blue here. And they've all been pushed aside by this big wave. So it's just those three. And we do see Toga comes in for the kill slash city. Midori is able to dodge it. But even Midori is worried because usually he has his danger sense, kind of like the spidey sense to figure out what's going on. But for some reason, it's not activating here uh, because maybe he doesn't see Toga as a threat, which is dialing back to all the kind of moments we've had with Toga not really being sure if she's on, like, who's the villain? Who's the hero? The layers going on here. So nice to see that kind of getting extended. And then Toga just makes things really confusing at the end. Because she says that all she wants, she wants Midoriya to be her boyfriend. All that's missing is the, the sparkles. Because we have the blushes. Oh, yeah. We have it all going on here. I mean, here. it's not exactly the, the prettiest version <laughs> of that. I mean, look at her. I mean, like, a bit sus when you say that, that with sus. a knife in your hand. After you just tried to slice and dice your boyfriend. 
But I mean, that's toga does be toga. So that's yeah, toga just the be way toga. it is. Pretty much says the idea of the the sense isn't going off because she's Uh-oh. doing it in pure genuine affection. So <laughs> she she loves the idea of the killing. And I like Uraka and Midoriya are just kind of staring at her like, what is this crazy lady doing? Oh, jeez. That was pretty cool. And it is a really quick chapter mm. and a lot of fighting and stuff. Uh, what would you give it? I'm going to go pretty high. Even like it was a little chapter, but we did get, I was looking to get back to this Midoriya scene. I thought this is where the, the real meat and cheese is going to be. So to have the promise that we're going to get back into this, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. And we're going to go to the next book because I, of course, have no opinion on anything that you like. Uh-oh. So I just don't know enough to give. Like, I could just throw out a score. I'm a 9 out of 10, too, as well. Look, but what, what's next? We have, well, this is a big fire. This is exactly what yeah, we've been waiting for. Yeah, this is your deal. This, this is the blue boxes and with a nice crispy color page. And I can't even tell, like, is this... Part of this is drawn. Is this a photo as well? Because, like, this looks... It looks pretty good. I thought you were going to say, is this Hina or Chinatsu? Because they always make it up. And it I could never like, tell. It does look like Hina here. But it, you say that, and it's just going to end up being dubbed because you can't tell half the no. time. But uh, what is the name of the chapter? It is chapter 44. It didn't come true. Oh, oh no. no. We see that Chinatsu missed the shot, which we thought. I thought we are going to get a rebound slam. No time. That is not the case. Boom. She blew it. You blew it, Chinatsu. Take it it to the showers. She goes off. She's upset. It didn't come true. Everybody's laughing up. It even seems like some of her teammates are like, I don't know. It's all the (laughs) other team. I'm like, you better not see any of your teammates laughing or there's trouble. Like She looks down at her leg and she sees the little friendship bracelet ripped up. And and then they're probably all laughing. Look at this dummy with the friendship bracelet. And she lost. Look at the poor girl with the ripped friendship bracelet. (laughs) Looks like you don't got no friends, basketball girl. And yeah, she's upset. So it seems like all all of it's gone. But was it the power of Hina's love that <laughs> so I was wrong. Hina says, Taiki, I love you. I'm in love with you. I'm like, oh, well, man, that's crazy. Now here we go. And already in the comments, sides are being drawn. And oh, I yes. said, I don't know that this book needs that. Team but Hina. it does end up, oh, what's going to go on now? Especially by the end when we talk about, but yeah, she says, listen, I'm in love with you. You don't have to tell me if you love me or not. But I wanted her to, she almost says. But I'm Hina, so you know, obviously you do. But later, you it know, is just, what it is. you can sit on it, you know, whatever. But it, it's a, a cool line where she basically says, I had to tell you this now because if I didn't, things would never change. We're always going to be these and friends. it's true because this book was spinning wheels. Yeah, really. I think that that's what, but also the idea where Hina just, you're either going to love me or you it's a confession here. Mm-hmm. What, how he's going to take it, Taiki's thrown off. He's never had this happen. I mean, wait, wait till Koyo, the freaking glasses, <laughs> finds out. That guy has had nothing. He's going to be pissed. But yeah, ends up, she says, I know you like Shinatsu Senpai, uh, so don't respond, figure it out, whatnot. But, you know, I, I love you, and you can't look at me anymore. And because you're going to see me when you look at me as someone who loves you. Ooh. And I'm like, you are bold here. I mean, Hina's stepping up. And again, Hina be Hina. This is Hina. Mm-hmm. And she even says, like, and here's my thing in this. I really do think in a weird way she thinks that this is her next step to win nationals next year. I really think that <laughs> it's the all idea part of like the grand plan. How remember when she said at one point that, oh, man, Taiki and Chinatsu have each other. 
They end up, you know, inspiring each other. I wish I had that. I'm worried that maybe Hina is doing this for the wrong reasons, Close. but still Hina. And so it's like, all right, well, because she says, when I win first place next time, I better be getting a parfait. Like, she's still Hina. That's the funny thing about it. She says, I love you. You're going to be all weirded out because now I'm not your friend. You look at me now. I'm the girl who loves you. See you later. And oh. runs off. Taiki is a wreck. I mean, at points he's shaking. He can't even drink a thing. So he ends up, oh, my God, it's nerve-wracking. All these things going on. What am I going to do? He starts thinking back. Maybe she meant that and this and all. And you have that fireworks festival, obviously. But, yeah, he's screaming at the heavens. He is. And he's all pissed off and wondering what he's going to do. But he says, you know, she is pretty cool. Like, it's pretty, she's a good person, a friend, an athlete, Mm -hmm. a human being, all that. She's hardworking, easy to talk to. So you're getting all that going on. There's the weird play where he runs into his mom, where he's, like, screaming and yelling and pushing the wall, saying it's actually, she's like, you exercise it again. He's like, whatever, ma. And then goes in, but she says, hey, by the way, Chinatsu, they lost. They didn't win. They didn't win nationals. So when she gets back, be nice. Now, again. Chinatsu's whole deal, she stayed from her family to win nationals. Also, the, the Taiki did, and none of those are coming she to Chinatsu. What happened? Uh, but yeah, you end up where realistically, I thought it was good because Taiki goes into his room and says, I kind of feel guilty, and I didn't well, do he anything. didn't go to see her, you know? Because yeah, he, yeah. he looks at the clock and is like, uh oh. It's 10 to 6. I like, well, you're at home anyway, so you're yeah, not going to go yeah. watch so, it now, yeah, are you? Yeah, um, no, it's done anyway. It's Jeez. over. It, it was over before, and he couldn't. The, the thing is, it seemed like it was very far away, so I don't know that he could have anyway. So he ends up where, you know, okay, I'm going to start doing my thing. You go wake up next day, goes to practice, and he's happy. He doesn't want to see Hina. And so when he gets to the school, the rhythmic gymnastics, they're not supposed to be practicing, but she showed up. Oops. And he's like, oh, my God. And you get that deal. It's so funny because it is one where it, it doesn't have to be a girl, guy, whatever. But it, you don't want to see somebody and you walk and then look up and they're looking at you can't run. <laughs> but you're like freeze for a second. Like, and she's like, oh, what are you looking at? And then she she's funny, though, with this. And they start talking and yelling and stuff like that, trying to get in there. But then you have that deal where Hina again says, hey, in case you forgot, I love you. I'm oh, the one who, uh, is your heart fluttering? Because she keeps asking him stuff like that. And they're kind of joking around. And you keep your voice down. The problem is here is that it seems like Chinatsu has completely heard all of this. Uh-oh. And she is, because even when Ty, keep your voice down. Somebody's going to hear you yelling. Chinatsu was right there. She did. And then you look down and she didn't tie that friendship bracelet back together. (laughs) It's not there. So, oh my goodness gracious. At first when I was reading, I'm like, are you like giving me the idea that she likes to wear the sneakers? I Oh, it's the bracelet. I get it. But She's got nice shoes on. So she just heard them giggling and Hina saying, remember... You know, and, and so if Chinatsu, and we think Chinatsu likes Taiki, right? But the thing is, like, how many more wrong things can go? I'm but wondering. there's no way that she can't, like, it's crystal clear. Because you know the way, like, they always have, oh, I didn't hear you properly. Yeah, she heard it. Like, she this heard is it. on Front Street. And I'm not so sure that you might get some weird deal here where you think that Chinatsu is just going to leave and go back with her family. Like, maybe that's going to be the play. That she decides, yeah, this is stupid. Remember, done. again, 
they didn't win the Nationals, and they're going to lose like two or three of their best players. All the third years are going to go. So, yeah, they're done. And then, you know, all that. So you'd have to see. Maybe she's like, this is stupid. I'm just going to go and, uh, you know, go back. I wouldn't think she will, but I think that that's going to be a play here. But it's pretty good. It's pretty crazy. I mean, you know. I don't know that you can get doe in the headlights, the deer in the headlights anymore <laughs> with the idea of nonsense. So we'll have to see how it goes. But it always is that drama at the end, though, still, where all of a sudden there's, well, again, we got it here with Chinatsu. So deer you can still headlights. have Chinatsu do it like, oh, my God, what just, what did I just hear? Oh, jeez. Uh, so we'll see. But what would you give this? I thought this was a banger. Uh, this is book of the week potential. This is a 9.5. It's about time that Hina did something. It's about time that Shinatsu lost. Like, good for her. And like, good two, for you. two big L's this week. Because she, she dropped the ball and then she dropped the friendship bracelet too. Oh, she's so funny. She starts dating glasses to get Taiki jealous. And oh, Taiki doesn't, doesn't even realize. Oh, like, oh it's going on. But yeah, I'm going to go 9.3. I really did like it as well. I think that it is going to be both of our book of the week but we still have one so we can't say that what's the last one and this is a banger too this is yeah. the Sakamoto days chapter 62 everybody can washed up at the beach uh, exam stage three there we yeah. go oh my goodness uh you end up where the director guy <laughs> look at him doing his little like I think the crab can be you know in the movies like I think I think I'm done Working on the movies now as he's just he might be crippled. I don't know he's just his lying cameras get washed away and it looks like he's getting washed away too. Yeah, he's oh, done and they're like, Man, I wonder where that director guy went as they all gather and the idea I love the wreckage of the planes just there in the ocean. They're all trying to gather up here and they're like, Okay, what goes on? You end up having some of the the main counselor type people, the proctor and whatnot. They're really trying to make this into like, yeah, this was always the test. It's kind of the funny deal. In the meantime, everybody's gathering. There's not a lot of people left. But the idea that half of them just got murdered and and then died in a plane wreck, it's not going to be great for the school. whatnot. But kill baby. This guy can't die. The guy who keeps coming back. And he ends up where he's there with a bullet. So he's like, oh, man, I found a bullet. I passed stage two. So you're like. Oh, jeez, this guy just doesn't. So with that, once again, though, I swear he died. They even said that he died. I but thought he, he was dead dead. But they, yeah, because you end up all of a sudden, you have these three other contestants, these three other assassins show up and like they announce, hey, these are these new. They'll be in the round, the final round. You know, Sakamoto, Shin and them, they're kind of pissed. We had to go through all that. They just get to show up, you know, pretty cool in a boat. Oh, the entrance, and the, they have very cool designs. Oh, well. yeah, yeah. Sakamoto Days always has cool designs, but like these three look very cool. And they're the special recommendation group, they say. Oh. I'm like, okay, and it's Kaji, Toromaro, and Shinaya. And so they're in the, hey, pleased to meet you. You know, this girl's like, hey, I'm Toromaro, please. And you end up having Kill Baby. You kidding me? We almost died coming here. You jerks. Just do that. She then goes, and I swear to God, she kills Kill Baby. It is, are we going to find out that he just has a healing factor? He can't, he can't he's immortal? Die. Because she destroys him and then gets yelled at for killing him. She actually gets yelled at, says, 
Tamamara, we already have a small group, so no more suddenly killing people off. Where's the no more? She, she killed him, <laughs> but he's not dead. He ends up okay. Can't keep a good kill it's baby so down. crazy. And so with that, we hated Kill Baby at the beginning. I like I him I like him now because he <laughs> just keeps coming back. And what happens is he's the guy who says the things that nobody else will say. He's like the running commentary while he's in it. And then he gets beat up so that nobody else has to. I mean, the others, they're not, you're not, you're not going to want to see Shin almost die. It's Kill Baby. It's Kill Baby. He, he just, Kill Baby is, is a weird secret gem. <laughs> he really is. He takes all the killings. He takes the abuse. It's so funny. I'm like, oh, man. And then I'm giggling. I'm like, they let him survive that whole time just to have him die here. And then he's not dead. He's I'm like, all right, here we again. go. Because then we go to X and, and this whole deal where, I, I again, you're, you're pointing out that there's the bigger story going on. Mm-hmm. But when you go to them, I'm kind of, you know, all right, let's go. And they're Gaku's there, all of them. And they're, hey, are we still going to get these people from this assassin school? Yeah, we are. All right. So it, it, it lets you know that they are recruiting and they're going to get it from there these. Is. So we go. So there's some funny things in this, too, because as things progress, you end up seeing the bullet ends up being a ribbon inside. And then you're going to play like a tag. It's it's actually if you played American football and played flag football, it's very much like mm. that. I mean, I know that you have no idea what I I'm talking no about. Idea. But you have teams set up by colors and then you end up having to run and grab these ribbon tails off the people. The people win and the problem is is that shin and sakamoto are on a different teams Ooh. but also the big play here is the girl who we thought killed kill baby is a huge sakamoto fangirl Uh-oh. she loves sakamoto she has a sakamoto plushie and i actually again remember i thought that that akira was going to be that kind of character it's mm-hmm. not it ends up being this other and so that throws that mix in too that he can't let himself be known. That would go. I do love where you have, you know, the guy who has all the scars who's the thinking man. He's and they're like, oh my God, you know, all the stuff that happened with this attack and the plane crash. He starts explaining things and it's not real. I mean, they, they end up, these teachers are confused, but then they go with it. The idea, well, I think that this is a thing where you run around a child's game, but it's actually part of the U.S. military SARE program. Sounds good to me. Actually, it's just we're grabbing these things and trying (laughs) to figure it out, but we'll go with that guy's explanation. It's better. I like the guy's like, yeah, that sounds better. And, yeah, you do see, like, Shin is on that opposite side. Mm. And and you get, you know, Sakamoto there with Akira and that girl, and also you get Shin with germ phobe deal so it's the it's the teams that we would like mm-hmm. to have that but you gotta watch out and there's kill baby actually kill baby's on the team that, that's Sakamoto, good which is crazy. Like, whatever team that kill baby's on like he's going to get the you bite the bullet for him you know because everybody else is going to be a-okay on that team. And here's the deal they're red team at sakamoto akira and kill baby and so i also like the idea that just because he had that head then we call him kill baby but that's his name so you that's end up where he's there he died like seven times now in this arc, but still thinks he's the best. I'm this gonna is have to pull like all him. the weight in this like, team. Hey, I'm gonna have to pull all the weight. I'll do my best. I'll do this. I'm gonna try for us. But yeah, then all of a sudden it's like, all right, everybody, ready, set, go, and everybody just takes off. So you have to see who's gonna be that. But how do you get there with, you know, Shin and so somebody's mm. not gonna make it? It seems Uh-oh. we'll have to see how that goes. Now I do like earlier too where they're talking about. 
the whole deal with the school. Like, did they, did they have the proms and the dances and the day? Oh, yeah, they got school all that together. Uh, a school trip. It's the best. Can you so, imagine the Assassin's School Assassin's shenanigans? School shenanigans. Oh, my goodness. I hope that we do get it. I hope that it ends up where we get somebody. I don't know how long we're going to stick with it. Because mm. in the meantime, remember, they're only doing this to get to the place where they can like, get information. This is yeah, all this is this like is, a side plan. Yeah, it's here. the undercover side plan. But I want to see them trying to sneak through the the school or the school headquarters, and you end up having like you know the the hall monitors, oh, and they're going to stop them. But it, it's assassin school, so things are up. Then Kill Baby probably going to do some nonsense. I think Kill Baby at the end ends up saving all of them, or it gets it. The old would be cool, but. What would you give it? I like this a lot. I think Kill Baby turned out to be a nobody to a gem in disguise. Uh, I'm with I, you. I do like seeing everybody and all the different teams being set up and new characters. I know we always complain that like this book kind of just throws new characters out willy nilly. But recently, like you know, we had Kill Baby and we had Akira and Germphobe, and they've all been solid hits now. And these three look pretty cool, so I'm interested to see what the deal is with these guys. So I'm going to go 9.2. Yep, I'm going to go 9. It's solid. We solid. like this book. So what is your book of the week? I know I, what mine is. It's the same as yours. Easy. Easy. You it's got to be the blue box. Yeah, oh my it, it's the blue box with Hina finally confessing. So that, that ends up a lot of play uh, there. Who is your gem of the week? Now, I think I know who your gem of the week is. So I'm going to do a curveball and say that mine is going to be the Kill Baby. Yours is Kill Baby. Is it you think that I'm going Dan to Dan, Uh-oh. right? Yeah, I am. I'm going to go with Millennium Falcon riding kid, <laughs> uh, you know, crap kid. He, he just cute looks cute. He just looks cute. See, he's my gem. So yours is Kill Baby. Kill Baby is a weird, weird. And 10. <laughs> Ten and Ayashiman really could have been there as well. Yeah, he could have been. But Kill Baby is the oddest character for us to now fall in love with. And now that we do love him, dead. dead. Him, but, but that's okay, because that's, well, that's what Kill Baby seriously, does. Seriously, I will bring up the idea that at one point, one Luke Hollywood said, there is no way Kill Baby <laughs> ends up working at the convenience store. You said it. I now I want Kill to. Baby working <laughs> at the convenience And actually being like the best guy ever. To Sakamoto's daughter, like he's he's like he's just a gem. So we'll see from that. But hey, everybody, that is it. Uh, Go over to our Twitter at uh, Weird Manga. Also, go to our uh, Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Weird Science Manga. Early access to the whole deal with the Manga Monday. You get a bunch of early access, and also the exclusive picks of the week show again, which we talked about. PP, 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 Doran, Doran. And Mashal this week on that show Every week we do three books That are exclusive to that And then if you could rate and review The podcast mm, We'll see We'll see Uh-oh. every every morning I wake up I'm like it's the day Disappointed it is, oh, It's not the day Oh my god I feel like Chinatsu I'm just Chinatsu every time I, I, lose, wrong. I lose nationals Taiki gets a confession and oh, no geez. ratings in the reviewing. So oh, boy. with that, don't make me a Chinatsu, please. Make me a kill baby. That's what I want to be. Yes, Get all that, that kill baby energy going. But thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining me, Luke. And we will talk to you all later. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.